All right, welcome to Peace of Mind Radio uh, podcast. I am Brian Ramsey. That is Chris Vaughn. Chris Vaughn. That is... I am Eric Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> I think I always introduce you guys, but I thought I'd throw you a little curveball yeah. this afternoon. Anyway, it is Friday. We forgot our names. So. No, it's Friday afternoon. It's kind of <laughs> gloomy. That wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's kind of gloomy Friday, so yeah, I figured is. I'd try to you know, perk things up. So anyway, all right, so today's a pretty relative topic. Um, when we sat down and said, hey, what, what's a kind of an, a topic of today? Just so happens that these crazy stocks that, uh, that really have no value are now back in <clears throat> the headlines, which yeah. are AMC, GameStop, Bed Bath & Beyond, etc. Now, full disclosure, this is in no way a recommendation to buy or sell or hold or trade or any whatever, of any yeah. of these positions. That is not what we're talking about. So... Do not take this as advice for investing at all. Yeah. All we're doing is talking about a relative topic <clears throat> and essentially why we think uh, these things are happening, mm-hmm. right? I mean, some of it's based off what we know is happening, and then we're going to also put in our opinion on why we think uh, these stocks are, are being traded the way they're traded, right? right? Yep. So with that being said, again, full disclosure, this is not – uh, any recommendation to buy right. a stock or a mutual fund or anything for that matter? Especially, Nothing like that. Especially these stocks. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 And go look at the go look at the chart on these things, and you'll know why we we say that, to, especially about these positions. But anyway, all right. So, who wants to start off the conversation on? Well, first of all, just somebody give an overview of why we thought this was a relative uh, uh, important topic to talk about. Well, I, I'll start. Basically, the reason we thought this might be a relevant topic to talk about was because. You know, when clients come into the office, prospects come into the office to ask us questions, inevitably we get a lot of questions about things that are occurring in the news, or at yeah. least that are headlined in the news, I should probably say. Yeah. And and what's been very popular over the last couple months and is getting more popularity because we're starting to see it again, um, are some of these quote-unquote meme stocks where they're gaining a following on the internet, specifically GameStop, AMC, Bed Bath & Beyond is gaining a lot of steam. Mm-hmm. There's a couple others as yeah. well. Um, you've even seen it with silver a little bit as well. That was a, a topic at one point. But <clears throat> you, you're seeing them get a lot of publicity, and there's been a ton of volatility. In, in, in GameStop specifically, there was, you know, it quote-unquote shot to the moon, right, uh, yeah. according to what was happening <coughs> on the Internet. Um, and you're seeing that now with AMC. And we're, we're, we just wanted to talk a little bit about what is actually occurring because we get questions about what's going on with those stocks specifically because that's what's in the news. And so we wanted to share what's going on, why we think maybe it's happening, and you know, certainly not making any recommendations yeah. on this podcast by yeah. any means. But Well, I mean, something that I'll throw in right there just to kind of get it started on why this is happening. Uh, we recorded a podcast, I don't know, a few weeks ago. And Eric, you can tell us if it's, if it's out and available to everybody yet, uh, about how news headlines mm-hmm. have a huge impact on the way that people see the markets. And you just have to keep in mind that the news is trying to get people to view it or to read it or whatever that source of media is. So they tend to be very sensational. And that's one of the things that's driving these kind of well, these meme stocks. Well, it drives a lot of fear of missing out, FOMO, yes, right? Exactly. It drives a ton of that, too, because you see in the headlines where GameStop is shooting up 30 40% in a day. Right. Well, the next day you don't tune in and see, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, that it's dropping right. <laughs> 30 40% after it shot up the day before. So, um, But we, we, we get questions about it, and we, want, we field a lot of questions, and we want to make sure that you know, we're doing our part to educate uh, our, our viewers and listeners as much as we possibly can. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I, let's start off with GameStop. That's really the one that started all this, yeah, right? Yeah, it was. And so there was lots of, I don't know, pontificating on why it was happening, mm-hmm. what was the underlying cause. And I think they pretty much came to the conclusion that it started with some tweets, or not tweets, I don't know if you tweet on Reddit, but I don't know if you're... No, that's it's, really, a, it's okay, a different you platform. All right, all right. You <laughs> that's, that's a question Sorry. for Eric. Right? I don't, I don't by, <laughs> full disclosure, as you clearly know, I don't do Reddit. Right. But it started in social media, let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah. Right? And so what happens is, on any stock position that's traded, as you guys know, there, there are ways to go out to see what options contracts are written yep. on a security. Okay? Now, an option contract is basically, a, I'm not going to get into it, but it's basically you're saying, I'm willing to buy that particular stock at a certain price at some point in the future. Right. Right? And you can either, when, when you do that, there's two sides of the trade. There's a, a buy and a sell, essentially. Yep. And you can either take and say, I want to, I think the stock's going to go higher, or you can say, I think the stock is going to lo- go lower. And you can take both sides of the trade, or you can take either side of the trade. You can take both sides of the trade, too. But oh, In every transaction, there's a buyer and there's yeah, a seller. That's, that's right. correct. Yeah, so you can go and find um, – and, and it's more and more relevant today than it was, say, 15 years ago or 20 years ago when I got started in the business. You had to call the desk and how many – and it was very difficult to find out how many contracts were written on a security. But now it's – pretty available, right? You can go to your E-Trade account and look at the options contracts and see what are written. So what happened was, in general, was they saw that there were a lot of put contracts, meaning there were bets that the the price of GameStop was going to be lower in the future. They saw that there was all this volume written for put because all these institutional groups that put all these contracts in there said, we think this price of the stock can go lower. Right. So a couple guys were like, hey, I see they're loading up on put options on this position. So we're going to go out to our social media platforms and we're going to be influencers and we're going to have everybody buy the price of the stock. Now, mm-hmm. why is that important to the guy that basically says he thinks it's going to go lower and you're trying to push the stock higher? Anybody want to tackle that one? Go for it. Well, so whenever you short a stock, you're, you're technically not buying the stock at that point. You mm-hmm. are buying the right to buy the stock mm-hmm. at a later time. That's so right. essentially you, what you're doing is you're borrowing Correct. shares yeah. of that stock. You're selling, <coughs> immediately selling those mm-hmm. shares. With, in the contract, you're saying that you're going to buy back at a certain price point at a future date with the you know uh, assumption yeah. being yeah. that you're going to sell um, I'm sorry, you're going to buy at a lower price than what you sold. And then and, and return the spread, it to who you borrowed it from. Exactly. Yeah. And the spread is what you make on that stock. Yep. That's how That's short right. sellers make money. Yeah. Um, so essentially what was happening was you, you were seeing these, these hedge funds, large institutional buyers that mm-hmm. were, you know, to your point, there was a lot of short interest in, in that specific stock and some other ones as well. Um, so they were betting on the price of that stock to go down. Well, if the price of that stock rises... And if you see large quantities of interest, um, you know, coming in to buy the stock, that's going to drive the price of the stock back up. So what that forces the short sellers to do is inevitably they have to end up buying back that stock. They're forced to buy that stock because options contracts have Mm -hmm. a deadline. Yep. So if it's a three-month options contract, for example, in three months you have to buy back that stock at whatever the price of that stock is at that point. 
So you saw people in the market that were trying to drive the price of the stock back up because they knew there was so much short interest in these options contracts were set to expire that they were going to be forced to buy back right. that stock at a certain price, which was even going to drive the price of that stock up even and it further. And it gains momentum as it goes up. Like <coughs> exactly. yeah, so That's here, the reason it skyrocketed so fast. Yeah, so think of what, I think what, uh, this would be a good example. So last week in our podcast, we talked about cars and we talked about buying a car. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's, it's kind of the same thing. And I hope I get this illustration right. But if I, I so I bought a car, right? Mm-hmm. And I paid X amount of dollars for it. So say it's $50,000. Okay. I go out and something happens to the car. Now the car's worth $40,000, but I owe $50,000 on the car. So even though I sold it for forty, I still, I still have to pay the other 10000 And that's essentially what short selling is, right? When the price of the stock, if you're saying it's a $30 stock and you're saying, I bet it's going to go to 10 and it goes to 10 you make 20 bucks a share. Mm-hmm. If it goes to 30 now you owe $10 a share. Yeah. That's kind of the point, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So what these guys did on the social media platform, they're like, hey, these are the big institutional. The, the, concept, the, the concept was that the short sellers were these big institutional hedge funds that basically make millions and millions and millions of dollars every month off the backs of individual investors because mm-hmm. they're short and they're, they're, they, they'll put pressure on a stock because they load up options contracts either higher or lower, which drives the share price. They get out of it and make a buck a share, mm-hmm. but they got millions of shares. They make millions of dollars per right. trade. <clears throat> so these guys are like, hey, let's give it back to the institutional mm-hmm. guys. So they got on their platforms and said, hey, everybody, there's a bunch of, you know, th- these institutional guys are now shorting GameStop. We know it, regardless of whether the company has any value at all, let's put it to the institutional guys. And so they started Bye-bye. driving up the price, yeah. right? So they started driving up the price. Well, Y'all can remember it was like a twenty dollars stock, and it went to four hundred and some dollars a share yeah, in in days. Oh yeah, within very, a couple very days. Short yeah, of time, so yeah. it just rocketed up. I mean, I remember seeing it was up a thousand percent or. Yeah. I mean, it was, oh, it was crazy, crazy numbers. And plus it happened in the middle of, I mean, you also have to remember it's taking a step back even further. This all happened kind of in the COVID era era when everyone was at home at that point a year ago today, which was one of the driving forces, no doubt. And so more people were going online. There was an increased interest in, you know, buying and selling stocks, you know, other personalities, you know, media personalities were doing it. And and Mm -hmm. so it became a much bigger thing. So there was an increased interest on it. And to your point earlier, when you talk about it, it used to be really hard to do this. You had new apps like Robinhood, that it made it much easier to be able to make these types of, of trades and, right. and, and buy these types of contracts. So, um, Well, look, at, at the end of the day, if you're an individual, what, what they planned on was the average person that was a follower could jump onto apps like Robinhood or whatever mm-hmm. and buy two or three shares of this thing per person. Well, you get hundreds of thousands of people buying two shares it's a lot of it's volume, lot. Right? right? It's a lot mm-hmm. of volume, which drives up the price. Yep. And it basically sunk a couple of these uh, institutional guys. I mean, literally one mm-hmm. of them, they had to go borrow, I heard, like $2.8 billion mm-hmm. from another hedge fund just to cover the short sale. Yikes. That they were, that the short position. So anyway, that, that's kind of what started this whole thing, right? And we've seen others. I think we were talking about um, silver was an issue at one point. Yep. They were trying to drive the price up of silver, um, AMC, and the reason it's back in is because AMC, they're doing that again with AMC. They're doing it again fact, with AMC, yeah. That, you know, at one point, that stock was down 
like less than than two dollars. Yeah. Today it was it touched thirty. I don't know if it's still up there, but yeah. Um, you know, so we're seeing it happen again, which is why this is timely again. Right. I know Bed Bath and Beyond is another one they're yep. trying to. <laughs> there's a lot of short interest in that, so they're trying to drive that one up again. Right. Um, so these have become known as the meme stocks, and and there's some other ones out there, but those are the, the primary ones. Yeah. So the reason we <clears throat> reason we bring this up is one because it's a relevant topic, mm-hmm. and we do have clients that come in here and say, "Hey, what's the story going? What's going on with?" Mm-hmm. GameStop. I watch CNBC or you know Yahoo News, and it's all over. So I want right. to you know kind of what's going on. So we've explained to them a little bit how option trading work, and you know we don't get into too much detail, but it is relevant. And I think there's two important lessons to learn out of that. One we talked about two or three weeks ago, which is sort of staying in your lane, right, and not trying to get outside your lane and invest in things you don't know about, but not letting uh, the the headlines of the markets or whatever show you're watching or whatever news that you're consuming where you can't let that influence how you invest in money. Would you guys agree? Yes. Keep your emotions out of it. Yeah. That's why. So so stay in your lane. Yeah. And you would put it this way. I mean, as long as you are reaching your goals and you're staying on track with your financial plan, everything else is noise. Right. And that hasn't changed regard that, that that does not change regardless of what's <clears> happening <throat> in the headlines or on the TV yeah. financial media every day. Yeah. So that that's one thing. Just let the noise go and be noise. Don't worry about the whole fear of missing out thing. That that's huge. I mean, we see that yeah. all the time. Some topic comes up about a position or gold or whatever it is. Clients start calling back in. Hey, do I need to, you know, I need to do this? To-? No, you don't. Just we're going to study our course. But so watch where you get your information. Yep. Don't get caught up in the headlines and all that good stuff. Right. Don't get caught up in the sensationalism <clears throat> of yeah. the headlines. That's yeah. where your emotions can just well, the other, start driving your decisions. Well, the other thing too is by the time you're seeing it in the news, it's already happened. True. You've already mi- yeah, you've already right. missed yeah. the boat. Yeah. And so the danger lies in going to try to find the next headline, mm-hmm. the next stock that's going to make all the headlines, that's going to rocket up 50% yep. in a day. That's where you run into a lot of trouble because ultimately it's not necessarily about AMC or GameStop. It's about other people trying to find the next AMC yeah, and right. GameStop. When you look at the number of stocks that are out there, and especially when you start looking at plain and penny stocks and things yep. like that, that gets that gets dangerous. That's, yep. that's not investing, yep. that's trading. Correct. Yeah, so the other, the other sort of lesson to be learned in all that, that that I think is important is if you have an interest in buying an individual stock position, one of the best piece of advice I ever received in this business was right when I first, get, when I first started the business. Mm-hmm. I actually thought I wanted to be kind of that stock jockey, right? I thought it'd be cool <laughs> to go and buy shares of stocks and all that. Mm-hmm. And I had this uh, gentleman, I worked at one of the big wirehouses when I first got started, and I asked him about it. And he was like, look, don't get caught up in reading charts. And, you know, and, the, and this is back when they posted everything in the newspaper every day, you know, and you could get back and, you know oh, yeah. what I'm talking about? Um, and he's like, look, buy, if, if you're going to invest in a company, invest in companies that you either eat their product, wear their product, use their product, or have mm-hmm. an interest in their product. Do something that has an interest. So as, as an example, um, this has been years and years and years ago. I bought one of the very first generation iPhones. Mm-hmm. Okay. I bought it. It worked great for like six months and then I had an issue with it. And they said, you go to the Apple store, which was in uh, Oxmoor Mall, yeah. I think. I go walking in there. And first off, it was like a Tuesday morning at like 11. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, there's nobody going to be there. Packed. Slam packed. <laughs> and when I finally got somebody, he was like, 
I can take your name and have you know you can come back on Tuesday. I'm like, what in the world are you talking yep. about? I, I have to come back. I come in here, yep. filter through all these people, and I have to make an appointment. I was like, yep. all right, Apple's got something going on. So I did my do I did my due diligence. I read about the company. I you know I was like, hey, I'm using their product. So I invested a little money in it. And so that's paid off, right? I mean, obviously, anybody... Once again, not a recommendation to buy. Yeah, no, it's buy. not a recommendation. I'm just saying, when you do it, yeah. either have some interest in the product, you wear the product, whatever the case is, but do your due diligence. That's, and that's for any investment. That's yeah. straight out of Warren Buffett. If you read the concepts that he's talked about, right. one of them is you always invest in companies that you personally understand right. the product, the way they go about doing business. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if... Um, if you never, ever, ever drink anything except water, kind of a silly example, why would you buy Coca-Cola? You, you don't understand the product. Right. right? So, you know, <clears throat> that's exactly what you were talking about there. You have to understand what they do or you're just guessing. And that goes back to buying the meme stocks. Yeah. Do you really understand what these companies do? Well, here, here's, the, here's, no. a good, here, right, here's a good example. And I'm going to bring full circle from what we did last week. Uh, well, it was actually a couple hours ago, but the... No, I, in, actually, in a couple of weeks, because the show we just did last week is not going to air for several weeks. Right. This one's going to air before that. Yeah. But anyway, long, we did a show on <laughs> buying a car. Yes. Okay? Which we Once just, upon a time. Yep. And, uh, and, and the, but the purpose is, which is no different than investing in a security or any investment, it's the same thing in investing in uh, like a vehicle. You're not going to just walk out to any random car lot and just pick one that you saw on TV that was, hey, this particular car, mm-hmm. and just pick it. Never test driving it. Never doing you know any kind of research. Never doing getting the car facts. You're, no one would ever do that. Great example. Right? Yeah. So you're going to go out and do your research. You're going to get the car facts. You're going to go test drive it, drive it around. You're going to move all the chairs and mm-hmm. make sure everything works. And then if it if that... And then if the price you, is right. Yeah. And then if you, if you look at it and say, okay, it's fairly priced... <clears throat> like you can go to basically any uh, car guru or auto trader. It's going to say whether it's good price, mm-hmm. fair price, whatever. Yep. So you've done your research and said, yep, it's a fair price. Then you've made, all, you've done all your research in order to buy that car. It's no different when it comes to security. Yep. Any security, mutual fund, exchange traded fund, stock makes no difference. You have to do your due diligence and you have to make sure that it's not overpriced. It's fairly priced. And it has to be, you know, what you're interested in, in investing in, mm-hmm. right? It, there's yep. no difference in that whatsoever. So anyway, that's kind of the point behind it. You shouldn't spend more time reading random Amazon reviews for something you're about to buy there than you would making a stock purchase. <laughs> that's true. Wow. Well, I mean, and the sad it, thing is, you know, there's people that do that. I, I do it. Right. Okay. Well, well, I'm, mean, not, I'm not talking about buying stocks. I'm talking oh, about I'm okay. talking about reading reviews on Amazon yeah. and doing due diligence on right. even just like a twenty dollar <clears throat> purchase on Amazon, yep. right? Um, just for something pretty simple. Um, so yeah, you should be doing more due, far yeah, more due do diligence, more diligence on the on stock, stock purchase, purchase right. okay. than, than something you know random that you'd be yeah. buying online. Yeah, and, and so I think that's the kind of the point of today is, and, and why we hadn't spent a ton of time on it. Why we've really not done this in the past is because we tried to keep clients sort of out of the noise and not pay attention to the noise uh, and just sort of steady your course, right? We've got, we build great portfolios. Um, we're not taking wild chances on GameStop right. or AMC or anything like that. There's no reason to do any of that. And for the most part, as long as you have your plan in place, there's no reason to go right. and do that unless you just want, you know, kind of play around. Uh, but that's a totally different uh, topic of conversation. So anyway, 
point today was, yes, there's noise around these positions. Don't get caught up in the whole fear of missing out. Don't get caught up in buying or in investing in something that you know nothing about. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, just steady Eddie, you know, invest in nice core holdings and uh, just make sure that you're saving enough so that you can have enough so that you can live your life the way you want to. That's kind of the point. There behind. you go. Right? Absolutely. All right, very good. Well, listen, uh, that's it for another week. And by the way, if you want to call us and talk to us about AMC or GameStop or anything else, not it's not a recommendation to buy. I cannot, it's, I cannot emphasize that enough. But if you want to just ask, in theory, why is this happening, we'd be happy to talk yeah. to you. Uh, we also have another podcast, so make sure you check out every week for this podcast, Peace of Mind Radio Podcast. We also have another one that is uh, Connecting the Commonwealth, where we do nothing but talk to other business owners about products and solutions uh, for small businesses around here. Uh, it's kind of a cool one. It's one of my favorite ones mm-hmm. that we do. Uh, and then we have a third one called Burgers and Bourbon, uh, which we were going to try to do today. We're not going to be able to do today, so I'm kind of a little bummed. But anyway. I, I'm just kind of hoping that nobody can hear my stomach growling in my mouth <laughs> right now because I was, I was thinking about that one. I know, I know. We, and we did actually pick out a pretty good burger place. Well, the burger place is kind of cool. I don't know if the burgers are any good because we've never been there. We'll find out next time. But anyway, all those come out on a weekly basis, so we like to put a lot of content out. And I'll let Eric close us out because I can never remember what he says. I'm sure the producer is going to put this up on the screen, but when they're trying to call us, what would that number be? Well, you do it. I'll do it. Okay. So it's 502-200-5210, or you can email us at info at fwppartners.com. Yep. All right, Eric, sign us off. Yep. So if you're watching this, we appreciate you giving us a like, uh, giving us a subscribe on YouTube. If you can leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be greatly appreciated as well. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Have a good week. The information given herein is taken from sources that IFP Advisors, LLC, doing businesses, independent financial partners, IFP, IFP Securities, doing businesses, IFP, and its advisors believe to be reliable, but it is not guaranteed by us as to accuracy or completeness. This is for informational purposes only and in no event should be construed as an offer to sell or solicitation of an offer to buy any securities or products. Please consult your tax and or legal advisor before implementing any tax and or legal related strategies mentioned in this publication as IFP does not provide tax and or legal advice. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and do not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs of individual investors. This report may not be reproduced, distributed, or published by any person for any purpose without IFP's express prior written consent. Securities offered through IFP Securities, LLC, doing business as independent financial partners, IFP, member of FINRA and SIPC, investment advice offered through IFP Advisors, doing business as IFP, a registered investment advisor. IFP and Family Wealth Planning Partners are not affiliated. The information given herein is taken from sources that IFP Advisors, LLC, doing business as IFP, IFP Securities, LLC, doing business as IFP, and its advisors believe to be reliable, but it is not guaranteed by us as to accuracy or completeness. This is for informational purposes only, and in no event should be construed as an offer to sell or solicitation of an offer to buy any securities or products. Please consult your tax and or legal advisor before implementing any tax and or legal related strategies mentioned in this publication as IFP does not provide tax and or legal advice. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and do not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs of individual investors.